Hello and welcome to the Diction Police. I'm your host, Ellen Rissinger, an American vocal coach accompanist on the music staff of the Zemperoper in Dresden, Germany. This week's episode is a few days late because of a silly technical difficulty. I had a fabulous interview on Thursday with conductor Henrik Nanashi, but the room we were in had no cell phone service, and my cell phone, which has never been a problem before, created static throughout the entire interview because it was constantly searching for signal. I spent a very frustrating Thursday evening where I was trying to salvage what I could from the recording without making you too crazy and listening to it, and went to rehearsal the next morning exhausted and worried about posting the episode that night. But luckily, after that rehearsal, I ran into tenor Zoltan Nyari, who, when I told him about my silly cell phone problem, immediately offered to go over the same information. So we sat down and talked about the same things. Rather than rush to get the episode out, I took these few days so that I could give you the best quality that I can. This week, we're straying off our usual singing languages because I've been fortunate enough to work with two Hungarians this fall. Now, I will admit straight away that before deciding to do this series, I knew absolutely nothing about Hungarian diction, and what I did know about the language terrified me, and pretty much still terrifies me. The grammar is ridiculously complicated, with 18 cases and postpositions instead of prepositions. The words are conjugated with suffixes to replace prepositions, and often do the same thing with personal pronouns. It comes from the Uralic language family, along with Finnish and Estonian, and has nothing to do with any of the Indo-European languages that we're used to studying. But the language itself is gorgeous, and there's some amazing music from Hungary, including all of the folk song settings by Béla Bartok and Zoltán Kodai. And there are no lyric diction books that we can go to for reference, although online I did find some helpful information which I'll post links to. So on this episode and the next one, we'll go through the Hungarian alphabet and hopefully whet your interest to find out more. When I was an undergrad, I wrote a term paper on Béla Bartok. He's considered the founder of ethnomusicology, and along with Kodai, created a catalog of over 6,000 Hungarian folk tunes. At the time, I was playing his 15 Hungarian peasant songs for my piano lessons, and loved them so much that I dug through the catalog and found the original folk songs that these were based on. But the one fact about him that always stuck in the back of my mind was this. At the time of his death, Bartok could speak seven languages, and had just started learning Turkish. That just sounded like something I wanted to do, so, strange as it may sound, Bartok inspired me to keep studying languages my whole life, too. So here we are today, looking at parts of the most well-known Hungarian opera, Bartok's Bluebeard's Castle. You can find a link to the text at the blog at www.thedictionpolice.com. Don't forget the the. Our text for today is from Bartok's Bluebeard's Castle. We're concentrating on the first two texts of Bluebeard, or Kiksakalu, and the first long text of Yudit. The libretto was originally written for Zoltan Kodai and was dedicated to both Bartok and Kodai by the librettist Belo Balas. Although we think of it as being a rarity, this season it can be seen in Munich, Torino, Frankfurt, Dortmund, Tel Aviv, Rome, Copenhagen, Cologne, and Zurich, and the New York Phil has a performance of it in March of 2011. The first interview you hear is what I could salvage from my discussion with Henrik Nanashi, with some cutting and pasting to minimize the static for you. I hope that you can bear with the portions that I had to leave in with it, and I promise that I've learned my lesson, cell phone off. For a few of the vowel sounds, like the long O umlaut, 
There were no examples in this text, so we took words from the prologue text of Bluebeard, just so you could hear what they sounded like. Megérkeztünk. Íme lássad, ez a kék szakállú vára. Nem tündököl, mint atyádé. Judit, jössze még utánam. Nem hallod a vészharangot? Anyád gyászba öltözködött, atyád éles kardot szíjaz, testvérbátyád lovat nyergel. Judit, jössze még utánam. Kék szakállú, elhagytam az apám, anyám, elhagytam szép testvérbátyám, elhagytam a vőlegényem, hogy váradba eljöhessek kék szakállú. Ha kiűznél, küszöbödnél megállanék, küszöbödre lefeküdnék. That was Henrik Nanashi reading a portion of Bluebeard's Castle, and I thought today that we'd concentrate on the vowels. So in Hungarian we have 14 vowels, and they're always in pairs of short and long. And the only ones that really have different sounds are the A's and the E's. The the accent mark actually changes the phonetic sound of the, le- the letter. Yeah, so you have without, how do you say, the strich. Accent. Without the accent is O. And then it's A. So it's a different letter. Yeah. It's, it's really different. Uh, you have E, it's very open. Which, e, is, which is the one without the accent? Without the accent. And E. Which has the accent. And in all other cases, if there's an accent, it's long. And if it doesn't, it's short. So how about a few examples? Because we actually have a lot of words in this that have both the long and the short A sounds in them. Vára, anyád, gyászba. That short A is really, really dark. A, oh, yeah. Oh. It's almost an O, no, yeah. Somewhere in between, but oh, oh. Most of the people try to, to imitate and they say, they almost say, oh, oh, borto. But it's not that. It's more more uh, like, uh, oh. oh. It's more borto, borto. But it's not bor- It's not that dark, actually. Yeah. It's darker than ah, yeah. of course, but it's not oh, oh. Yeah. It's not that much. And actually, with the, the word that the Wikipedia page actually said it for, for that, or the sound that they had was as like an American awful. Oh. Yeah, it's more like this, yeah. Yeah. Much more than ooh. And Hungarian, you don't move the lips and, and the whole mouth. It's very, you know... Megérkeztünk, íme lássad, ez a kék szakálló vára, nem tűnt. It's very much, very much every, every uh, vowel on this, almost on the same place. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, so everything lines up really well. Yeah. Well, and then to compare that ah sound with the ah, yeah. with the long ah, with the ah, with the, the accent. Vára. It's a real ah. It's really bright and uh, ah. Yeah. It's no bátyám, atyádi, anyád. Exactly. <laughs> anyád is good, yeah. It's, yeah. Wouldn't, I wouldn't say it. Anyád, it's a shimp word Ooh. also. <laughs> it, it means your mother. But it's if you say anyád, it's a it's a the shimp word. It's a curse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so now we know, our, we know our first swear word in, in Hungarian now. That's good. <laughs> And how about the letter E? When we see the letter E. Yeah. So we have, you have an E and an E. Megérkeztünk. Éles. And then we really hear the difference because there's there's only those two vowel sounds right yeah. in a row. And e is, yeah, I think they are, they are easier. You have them in all language. Yeah. Also the, the A. And once we get to the other ones, like you said, they're all basically just longer or shorter versions of the same sounds. And they're all sounds that we actually recognize from other languages, right? Yes. So if we have the, the letter I, for example. Nem tündököl, mint atyádé. Or long is íme. Yeah. Then we have the O. 
The short is lovat or, or hoj. Which to us actually looks like H-O-G-Y, but we'll deal with consonants next time. <laughs> <laughs> and the long O is then uh, sol, rola. Oh, it's oh, not. It's, it's, the same, it's the same sound. Yeah. Hoj, rola. Mm-hmm. Absolutely the same. Just one sound yeah. longer. And the same with you. You have utanam, judit, or the long U is keksakallu. Here the static got really bad, but Henrik said that the blue, that Bluebeard's name, Kiksakalu, isn't a very good example because the first syllable is always stressed, and because of that the ends of words tend to be clipped off a little bit. So even if the final vowel has an accent over it, it won't, still won't be quite so artificially long. Kiksakalu. It's still a little shorter. It has, yeah, but it's uh, mm -hmm. because of Kiksakalu. It's the end, also short, mm -hmm. although you write it long. We get a lot of fun umlauts here. I mean, I always love my umlauts, but here we get fun slanted ones too. And the slanted ones are basically like accent marks. But it's the same uh, sound, mm -hmm. but just long. Okay. Ö and ö and ü, ü. So they really are just the exact same yeah. umlauty sound that we're used to, the closed versions yes. of them. Yeah. Yeah. So we have for ö, it's, it's good. It's because all four is ö teskedet, kezdődjön. And then it's we have the long good, yeah. one and the short but one. But still, you know, it's, it's, if, if it's in the middle of the word, you don't hear it, you know the rules or whatever, or you right. know the word, but it's kezdődje. So the first stressed syllable is always the first one in the word. So we shouldn't stress that middle syllable, like saying kezdődjen. Would now nobody understand it. Right. But you have, have to say kezdődje, and it's understood. Yeah. So, and if that first syllable is not the one you're making longer, then it's still all relative to that That's first syllable being stressed. Yeah. Yeah, you have um, for the short is tündököl, nem tündököl, mint atyádé. And for the long ü? Kiüznél. So it's actually two separate sounds, right? Because the ki is stressed. Ki yes, ki because it's two words also. So it's ki, üznél. Mm -hmm. So it's these two words together. So. It's important to hear. If it, uh, I don't know, I don't know how to say it, but from two words. A compound word. Yeah. For example, also, testware bajam. Testware is a word and bajam is another word. And every part has a, uh, is an own word. Mm -hmm. Here again, the static got really bad. But the rest of Henrik's sentence was that it's important to know that it's a compound word because you have to pronounce them as the two separate words would be pronounced. For the next lesson, where, where, <laughs> <laughs> uh, where you plan to talk about the, the consonant, no? Mm -hmm. there, is, there is very important to yeah. know, is it one word or is it two words? Yeah. Because you have to pronounce a different way. There's one unusual phonetic letter that we've come across today, the dark A in Hungarian. The phonetic letter for this is an upside-down A, but not the bright upside-down A that we're used to, but rather an upside-down dark A phonetic letter. You can hear how much darker it is than we're used to, as we said, headed towards that A-W sound in American English, like awful or awesome. For those of you who aren't American English speaking, however, be really careful. Most Europeans tend to pronounce this word in English closer to ow, like in ouch. We don't say owlful, we say aw. For us, this A-W is really one vowel all on its own, not a diphthong. So only the A's and E's are different. The short A is the upside-down dark A, and the accented one, a very bright, long A. 
With the e's, the unaccented letter is an open e, while the accented one is the long closed e. As for the rest of the vowels, the real difference between them is mainly length, and you'll notice that they're all the closed version of their phonetic letter. So the i's are the short or long e, that lowercase i. O's are the closed o phonetically. U, as in most of the languages we study, is a real closed u. And the umlaut of vowels are the closed o slash for, for o umlaut, and the lowercase y for the u umlaut. The only difference when you transcribe them phonetically is a colon that'll indicate the longer vowel. But remember, the first syllable is still always the stressed one. Be sure not to accidentally stress a middle or final syllable just because the vowel has an accent on it. Our next interview with Zoltan Yari covers almost the exact same information. We even use the same words as examples so that you can have one unstaticky chance to listen to it all and also to hear a singer's way of thinking about the vowels. When we study uh, Hungarian song, we, we, we study like uh, And you just sing on vowels. You know, it's just, just the vowels. O, A, Testvér bátyám, Váro, Otyádi. So then you can hear the, the yes, two it's, back it's, to it's, back. It's, 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 yes, in very light. Otyádi, Onyád, Gyászba, Bat Lovat, Vészharangot, Váradba. So the, that, that dark A is really more like A. Mm -hmm. The dark A, yes, uh, O. o yes, but, 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 uh, but short. But, uh, short. O. Oh. It's not O, not O, not O over O. O. E, nyergel, megérkeztünk, éles. And I like that one because we really hear the two back to back. We really mm -hmm. hear the E with the accent and then the, the open E that doesn't have an accent. Yeah, yes, yes. E, but E, E, it's a E, szép. And those in the pairs, those are the only two ones that are actually sound, that have a different sound to them, right? Yes, 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 completely. Yes, yes, yes. E, E. E, E. Like uh, E, mint. E, me. It's many, many E, E, me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, e, me. And yeah. This, it's not different like uh, in, in, in your chin. E is uh, short and E is long. But this, that's the same position the same as position the, of the yes, mouth. The chin, yes. Mm -hmm. O, short O. O, lovat, hogy. But O, Sol, Rula. It's the same position. But O, it's uh, uh, short, and Sol, Rula, it's, it's uh, uh, long. Clo it's the very closed O, too, right? O. It, yeah, it's not open O the way we would have not in o. Italian. Not O. Not, yeah. No, no, no. no. The opposite of una donna, that una don open. Oh, do, donna, donna is donna, donna, it's more open. It's not. Lovat, hogy, Sol, Rula. There's just a difference in this is the yes the, and the short and long, but the but the same same uh, chin chin position yeah yes. no, uh, jaw position oh, yeah yeah jaw utano u utano mm -hmm. but ah utano Judith u cake sakalu cake sakalu u öltözködött I love that word. I think that's very funny. I don't know what it means. Öltözködött? Yes. <laughs> yeah, really? I have no idea what it means, but it's funny. Öltözködött. You know, you know where, where is the most uh, commissions, my, my, my opinion, is uh, cipőfűző. 
zipper fuser. You know, the zipper fuser is the this one. This. Oh, the shoelace. Yeah, shoelace. Yes. Oh my god. Zipper <laughs> fuser. No. So. Um, so that was the short. It's many many u is uh, short. Yeah, and then this o with what I like to but, think of as two sort of slanty umlauts. Yes, no, this is this is uh, the different is the like uh, like long mm -hmm. and just yes, that's all. And case de jun, case de jun, u jun, jun it's it's uh, short. U, tündökel, tündökel, but u ki üznél, ki üznél. So the the e is actually a separate syllable. It's not it's not a glide like we would do. We would tend to go ki üznél. No, no, ki ki i u i üznél, i üznél. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a different. But but the but the the position of the e u it's it's the same high high highest. It's a e u e u e. Yeah. You, you know when you want to practice this um, e is a higher highest e e e a o o u u u u is but but the, the u u it's most um, down uh, jaw most open jaw <laughs> yeah but the position is the like e u u yeah. u u U, U. Is it, you know there's a yeah. different it's yeah. A, uh, maybe yeah there's uh, the that you're basically saying e in the back of the mouth but still keeping an u position mm -hmm. in the lips this is the, the most uh, important for a singer like uh, like uh, for uh, continues uh, open open the yeah. open your jaw and uh, you? to keep it on the breath yes. to keep all the vowels in line it's very good and uh, Utanom, it's the Utanom, Utanom, but you did, you did, you yeah. know, if you did. Then it goes up yes. from the uh -huh. bottom to the top. Yes, but it's not 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 so com complicated. Like right. just you have to practice this. Uh, I love that Zoltan showed us all the vowels in order, and also that he started off by saying that they learned to sing on just vowels in Hungarian. This is a great way to practice Italian songs as well, just singing on vowels to get that legato line and then adding in consonants once everything's lined up. As Henrik said, the language should flow easily, and that can only happen if the vowels are lined up. As you heard with the E's, the unaccented letter is an open E, while the accented one is the long closed E. I did come across an umlauted E in some folk poems, which is not actually in use in the Hungarian language nowadays. Henrik had never seen this before, but as soon as I asked him, Zoltan asked me if I knew the Kodai song Estidal, an a cappella folk song which I happen to even have along. Rather than try to explain the sound, Zoltan sang a little of that for us. But I can't show you because it's the real, real uh, village. It's a special. It's a Vötem erdősúban fejem Tötem Tötem So there's a different quality of the sound A little bit different Like 
closed, a little bit closed like air. Yeah. No. Like uh, uh, yeah. over, uh. So almost like an open O umlaut. Almost like that open O umlaut. Almost like an open yeah, yes, yes, of maybe, it. maybe, maybe. But uh, yes. In istenem, adjál szállást. Már meguntam a járkálást, a járkálást, a bújdosást. Az idegen földön Henrik Nanashi studied composition and piano at the Bela Bartok Conservatory in Budapest and then conducting composition and accompanying at the University for the Performing Arts in Vienna. He started out as a coach, but quickly worked his way up to the first Kapellmeister positions in Klagenfurt, Augsburg, and now the Staatstheater am Gärtnerplatz in Munich. Are there any good Hungarian composers composing music nowadays that we should be knowing about or looking for? I don't know if they compose in Hungarian. So you know the Hungarian ones, I don't know them either too much because I, I, I live I don't live there, so I don't know. But um, the great ones, Ligeti and, and Kurtag, they also composed in, in Hungarian. Uh, a lot of uh, songs of Kurtag, they are so beautiful. I love them so much, so I, I, it's a tip. After asking Henrik about Hungarian composers, I went to that font of all knowledge, Wikipedia, typed in Hungarian composer, and got quite a few names. I've posted links at the blog to those composers that I could find YouTube links for, including Jud Ranki, Jud Kurtag, whom Henrik mentioned, and Erkel Ferenc, whose opera Bankban is considered Hungary's national opera, so that you can get an idea of the Hungarian music that's available. I also found an article in the Journal of Singing with some of the basic diction rules and a short history of Hungarian classical music. One other fascinating thing that I found was a short film about Bartok's folk music cataloging with some scenes of people singing folk music. I'll post links at the blog to all of this information. Rather than try to deal with the whole language all at once, we're going to stop here for today and deal with Hungarian consonants, which are a little more complicated than vowels, on the next episode. If you'd like to know more about Henrik Nanashi or Zoltan Yari, or if you have any questions or comments for me, Ellen Rissinger, please visit the blog at www.thedictionpolice.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please go to iTunes and give it a high rating so that more people can find it and benefit from it. Thanks for listening, and see you Friday when we continue working our way through Hungarian with as little static as possible. <laughs> <laughs>